on episode 626 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we have the fifth part of a six-episode series on building the best you. This episode is recorded to stand alone. However, you'll get more value if you listen to the previous episodes, 622, 623, 624, and 625 in order first. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 626. Have you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness? The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Coach Allen. I'm an NASM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, performance enhancement, and fitness nutrition. A Precision Nutrition Level 1 coach, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA Level 2 online trainer. Each week, I'm joined by our co-host, Coach Rachel. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA Level 1 run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Hi there, I'm Coach Allen. If you're over 40 and struggling to shed those extra pounds, I'm here to tell you that there's a better way, a path to lasting weight loss and a healthier you. I understand where you are all too well. You've tried countless diets and exercise programs that promise quick fixes, only to be disappointed and left feeling defeated. It's frustrating and at times you probably feel a little hopeless. Even when you manage to lose some weight, it comes right back when you can't stick to the strict diet or intense workouts. I'm here to offer you something different, something that actually works. It's not a fad diet or a miracle pill. It's not a cookie cutter workout program. It's a transformative journey toward a healthier, happier you. Imagine yourself 15, 30, or even 65 pounds lighter, full of energy and living life to the fullest. Does that sound like the journey you'd like to take? Well, I'm here to guide you every step of the way. I'm currently holding open enrollment for what I can best describe as a weight loss experience. You'll work directly with me to build a plan that's right for you. And I guarantee that you'll lose all the weight you want and build a lifestyle that will help you keep it off. But time is of the essence. The enrollment period for this life-changing weight loss coaching program ends on December 31st. I'm also limiting it to 20 participants. With what it will take for me to do this with you, I don't foresee another open enrollment for quite some time. Don't let another year slip away. I want you to take action right now. If you're ready to invest in yourself, to break free from the cycle of failed attempts, and to finally achieve the results you've been longing for, email me, coach at 40plusfitness.com. Remember, you don't have to face this challenge alone. With the right guidance, support, and accountability, your weight loss goals can become reality. Email me today, coach at 40plusfitness.com, and let's make 2024 the year you lose the weight and transform your life. Hey, Raz, how are things? Hey. Good, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. good. I'm staying busy, getting things done. 
Uh, we're sort of into a busy season here in Bocas. Uh, nice. Not as busy as it was last year, but it's, it, it's, uh, it's enough. It's adequate. I'm, I'm just going to say glad that it's picking it's, up and you know, well, from where yeah. you were before I'm glad yeah. you're seeing some people. So yeah, it's, it's, it's zero. we're, we're at about a, probably about a seven, uh, when we were at a full 10, if not mm -hmm. almost 11 last year. Oh, uh, wow. No, really. We, we, we were so busy last year. We had to, we had to block days out. We just put oh them, we put it on, a, we'd put on a reservation. If there was a day open for any of the rooms at all, we would just put them as blocked, you know, as a, mm -hmm. as a maintenance day. And it wasn't just maintenance for the room. It was just, we need a day when we're not checking someone in, mm -hmm. we're having to check someone out, but we just really want to say, okay, we're going to, yeah, I guess our, our, our staff are going to clean the room. It'll be ready. But we just mm -hmm. don't want to be sitting here waiting for someone to come check into that room. So mm -hmm. we'd, we'd block it for maintenance. And we had to take maintenance days. They weren't maintenance for the building. They were maintenance for us. Sure. Um, but the wow. awareness the awareness that there were physical and emotional and mental limits to what we could mm -hmm. do, uh, we would do that. This this year, uh, we don't have to do that. It's um, it's It's built in. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, so we are, but we are, you know, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking time for myself. I'm doing the things that I need to do. And good. so it's, it's good. The pacing, the pacing this year is uh, much easier. Uh, I'd like it to be a little busier, but you know, mm -hmm. I'll take it. Good. That sounds good. How are things up there? Good. About the same. We have a very slow pace. We just got about 15 inches of snow and all of our local school districts closed last uh, Friday and, and early this week. So, yeah, but you can, can't can only uh, got to, you know, kind of go with the punches here. We're snow blowing and shoveling and just hunkering down, waiting for the roads to get clear. So, yeah, definitely slow pace. Well, but you're, you're a work at home. You're not a mom. I you guys am. could just leave the snow there till March. Um, I would love that. <laughs> I really would love that. <laughs> we got to move it to make room for more snow. <laughs> we yeah, will probably get a few more inches over the next few days, I think. Yeah, I moved to Massachusetts um, oh. from California. Oh, and, and I and I got up, you know, I rented a house in Groton. It's a beautiful house and it had this straight little runway, you know, little uh, driveway. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he has this little snowblower and he had a big one. So he shows me the two. He says, here's the little one, you know, just, this is when you get a light dusting and you just want to clean it off. And mm -hmm. then he showed me the big one and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I probably just use the little one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it snowed the big snow, the a good first big snow. And the little one just, it wasn't going to get it done. So I get mm -hmm. the big one out there and I, okay, snow, do the whole thing. And of course, what you're doing is you're, you're blowing all that snow into the yard on either side. Mm -hmm. I'm blowing it on either side of the yard. Exactly. And then the next time it snows, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. And then next time I'm doing it again. And then I get a nasty note from the mailman. They can't get to my mailbox because the snow oh. is four feet in the air mm -hmm. <laughs> around my mailbox. So now I'm like, yeah. okay. So I get out there and I dig out the mailbox. So there's like a little gap. And then I realized as the plow comes down the hill and it's pushing the snow to the side because I've I've, I've shoveled my driveway. It mm -hmm. just pushes all that snow into my driveway. So then I learned, mm -hmm. I like, if I build a little like gap here, like I go yes. to a little chunk right here on the left side, as he's coming down the hill, it'll push the snow into that little gap mm -hmm. and then it won't be in my yard. So I dug up right. a little, you know, area there. And so, but once I had that done, I'm like, okay, this is, this is my Air coverage area I have to dig up mm -hmm. every time, every time this, this snows. 
We got 108 inches of snow that winter. Oh, that's a um, big one. So yep. there was 10 foot, there was 10 foot walls of snow on either side of my driveway. Oh, and isn't that nuts? it got to the point where the snowblower wouldn't blow it up that high. So exactly. now I was, now I was back to the old school snow shovel trying mm -hmm. to throw snow over a 10 high. foot wall. Man, talk about a workout. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, that was a workout. That that one was a workout. Uh, it was yep. just, okay. So this was not just digging snow and pushing it somewhere else. This was literally mm -hmm. taking it and having to throw a shovel full of snow, 10 foot up in the air. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, we got, well, we got 108 inches that winter, uh, my first winter in Massachusetts. And, uh, Fun. I was and now so you live now you live in a place where there's no snow. <laughs> no, there's no snow. And and right now we're a little sparse on water. So um, oh. I would I would actually take a little bit of snow right now. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, as goodness. long as it stays 80 degrees during the day, I'll, I'll snow. Snow tonight, then let the temperature go up and melt it. And melt turn it, it in all. Water. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds ideal. All right. Well, are you ready to talk uh, further into our Building the Best You series? Sure. Yeah. Welcome to part five of the Building the Best You um, series. Uh, this is part five of a six-part series. Uh, this podcast is is designed to be standalone, uh, but I think you're going to get a lot more out of it if you go back and listen to the other four episodes in order. Uh, it'll make a lot more sense and uh, and build out a lot better for you to help you build the best you. So uh, you can listen to this uh on its own, or you can go back and listen to those other episodes first, uh, just to make sure you get what you need out of this. So now up until this time, we've, we've done a lot. We've, we've been dreaming and aspiring. Uh, we've surveyed. So we know the layout of what we're dealing with in our lives and we know we're ready. Uh, we've planned, meaning we've set goals and we've done a lot of things there, uh, and setting milestones. So we know we're on track when we go. Um, and we've gotten started in a smart, controlled way. So now we're going to work on the foundation of our dream, okay? And this is going to ensure that we're successful for the long term. A lot of the other things that we talked about are aspirational. They're great. Uh, they know where we are. They're point in time. They're great. We break the ground. But over time, uh, sometimes we kind of lose momentum. We lose some of these things. And so uh, that's what this episode's about, is if you find yourself losing momentum, it's probably because you just didn't build a very good foundation for what you're doing here. So that's what we want to fix today. So you may recall that I have a neighbor and he's building a beach bar across the street from Lula's. Um, he's getting closer. <laughs> he's not quite there, but he's getting closer. So uh, he and his brother are doing a big chunk of the work. They've brought in some other people to help here and there. Uh, but they are putting in some some major, major um, elbow grease in getting things done. Uh, they're over there practically every day from sunrise to sunset. Um, and they've got other people working with them. So they're they're making some progress. Um, and, you know, they'll take a little bit of time here and there off. But for the most part, they're not like before where they would come in for a few days and then disappear for six months. Uh, they've been consistently focused on building this thing now for a few months. And uh, it's starting to show. Now, the same thing applies when you're trying to build the best you. Instead of procrastinating or just quitting, you need to have that foundation. You need to have that, that go. Um, in, for most people, we call that motivation. 
And uh, we need that motivation to keep going, to get started and keep going. And and obviously, my neighbors uh, do have that now. They're motivated. They really want to get this done. Um, and I'm pretty excited for them to be able to open it in probably a few weeks. Uh, they're they're close. Um, anyway, I've I've said this before, and I'll keep saying this. Uh, but most people get motivation wrong. Uh, mo- we know motivation is the foundation. Uh, because we'll say it, uh, well, I just wasn't motivated. I, I, my willpower was weak. I, you know, I just didn't, didn't have it. Um, and we know that's, that's something, uh, but most people are hoping that it shows up. They're hoping it sticks around. So it's like, well, you know, I was going to do this thing, but you know, I just wasn't motivated. The motivation wasn't there. Well, that's like building your house on sand, on loose sand. Um, you're, if you don't have a solid foundation, uh, your building is going to crumble. So you're building on this loose sand. Uh, what we need to do is make sure that we have solid, a very solid foundation, which means we have a very solid set of motivation in our lives. And motivation comes from doing. It isn't something that you just get. It isn't something that just magically shows up. We always have to do something first to get motivation. So to help with this discussion, if you're sitting around and you can do this, then please do. Uh, If you're driving or you're out working out or whatever, you may not be able to do this. But if you'll go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash map, it's going to pull up the 40 plus fitness motivation map. Okay, that's 40plusfitness.com forward slash map. When you pull this up, um, it's going to kind of give you something you can walk through here, but I'm going to try to describe it as best I can. So you don't necessarily have to have this in front of you. So to visualize the motivation map, I want you to think about four quadrants. So basically a square uh, with four uh, quadrants. So there's a, a up and down line in the middle, and there's a side to side line in the middle to make up four pieces. Now on the left column up and down, is intrinsic, extrinsic, which means external motivation. Okay. And the right column is intrinsic, which means internal. So we have on the left, we have an extrinsic motivation column. And on the right, we have an intrinsic motivation column. Okay. Now the two rows, the top row is for leader and the bottom row is for social. So kind of keep that in your mind. There's two columns, extrinsic, and intrinsic, and there's two rows, leader and social, okay? The more of these quadrants that you fill out, the better you're going to be off. I'm just straight up, what I've found is the people who fill these up, they have they have things they're doing in all four quadrants, uh, they're in the best position, okay? Now, the goal with the map is to move from extrinsic to intrinsic, because Extrinsic is easier than intrinsic. So it's going to be hard if you start with trying to be intrinsic, like I'm going to work out. So you're trying to do the leader intrinsic, which is self-motivation, self-management. If you try to start with the self-management, this is going to be really hard. If you try to identify as something before you've really done it, this is going to be really hard. So I want you to start over here in the left column, extrinsic. And in the top left We have the leader extrinsic. So this is a coach. This is someone like me. And this is where you would come to someone like me and say, hey, coach, 
here's what I want to accomplish. Here are my goals. Here's my plan. Here's all the stuff we've laid out over the previous four weeks. I need your help. I want you to hold me accountable. I need some guidance. I need some support. So remember, I told you that my neighbors had brought in some people to help. Well, one of the guys they brought in is a very skilled construction guy. Uh, so he's pretty much the foreman on the job. They are there. They're they're doing work, but effectively, it's it looks like they're working for him because he's driving everything that's happening because he's the leader. Um, so if you want to stay motivated, the easiest way to do that is to hire a coach, hire a personal trainer, hire a nutritionist, hire the people that can help you do this and will hold you accountable. So that leader extrinsic is that top left quadrant. Okay, so now we move to the bottom left quadrant when we're talking about extrinsic social, and this is where you create peer groups. So this could be you joining a class. This could be you on Facebook with a group of other people that are trying to accomplish something. Uh, this could be a group that you meet with regularly, like a run club. Uh, this could be just any other group of people that you consider your peers and, and, and friends or just you're part of the same group trying to do the same thing and they'll help keep you accountable. And you might learn a little bit here and there from them as well. The more you can surround yourself with people who are also interested in taking care of themselves, the better and easier this is going to be. So that is the extrinsic social um, motivator. So if you're working with a coach and you have good support group around you, you've built out the extrinsic portion of your motivation map. Now, as you get to going and you start doing this, now we have to move into the intrinsic. If we don't move into the intrinsic, then we're stuck with extrinsic control that we don't have any control over. We're like that motivation, we don't have any control over. So if you stop working with a coach, that accountability is gone. If you move somewhere else and you don't have access to that run club or that spin class or you know, the group classes, the Zoom classes you were going to, um, you may lose that peer support. So you want to try to start pivoting and getting more filled out on the intrinsic side, the internal side of the motivation map. So the easier one of the two is the self-management. So if you look at leader and then intrinsic, which is the top right portion of the map, the grid, you basically now have where you're telling yourself to do this. Now, you'll recall earlier, I said you are the boss of you. If you imagine being that CEO of yourself, now you can kind of visualize, I tell myself to set the alarm. So I get up in time to do my work. I pack, I tell myself to pack my bag the night before. So I used to have this real big problem of forgetting to pack my bag properly or forgetting to put it in my truck. And so sometimes I would get ready for my 2 p.m. workout where I'm telling myself it's time to go work out. It's on your schedule. It's all there. But what would happen is I would go into the restroom to change and I'd be missing socks. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go in there with work socks. Uh, so I wouldn't work out or I might even forget my shorts uh, or shoes or maybe just have one shoe. Uh, odd things like that would happen. I'm like, what's going on here? So as a, as a manager trying to solve a problem, what I figured out was I need a list, a packing list. And every night when I'm brushing my teeth, I need to pack my bag. I then need to take that bag to the door that I walk out to go to my truck every morning to go to school, to go to work. So the bag is there. I would have to trip over or literally move the bag to go out the door. So 
I know the bag's there. I know it's packed. I know I have a packing list. So as a manager of self, I made sure those processes were in place. And when I was consistently doing those activities, which were easy, I ended up at work the next day at two o'clock with a fully packed bag ready to go. So again, intrinsic self-management is the leader intrinsic aspect of all of this. And that has to be earned by doing the thing and then finding uh, activities, uh, actions and tactics and strategies that will help you be consistent so that you are doing the right thing. You, you don't want to forget to set your alarm. You don't want to hit snooze in the morning. You want to make sure you have what you need. So you do the things to make that happen. And you do that because you're self-managed. Now, the hardest one, but actually the most powerful of all of these in the, in the motivation map is the bottom right quadrant, and that's the social intrinsic. And the social intrinsic is where we're really getting into habits and values. So if you start doing a spin class and you stick with it long enough, you're going to start reflecting to yourself that you are a spinner. I don't know what you guys, what do you guys even call that thing? But I know it works that way with runners. I know it works with CrossFit. I know it works with a lot of different people. They start to believe that that's who they are. I am someone who eats whole food. I am someone who goes into spin class three days a week. I am someone who does a CrossFit class. I am a runner. I am a biker. I am. And, and you start to see yourself in that light of I am someone. When you have that kind of value system, then you just do that thing. It's, it's not even now a question of whether you're going to go for a run. It's just what's on the training plan. And it was on a schedule. So what time am I doing it? But you're just doing it because that's who you are. You now, you now reflate and reflect to yourself as a series of values that that's who you are. So now if we're going to fill in the whole motivation map, we have our extrinsic pieces of a coach and a group and peers. And we have the internal aspects of self-management and getting ourselves doing the right things. And then over time, building that in as a series of habits and values for who we see ourselves as. And then to be consistent with that, we do the things. Okay. Someone who is really taking care of themselves, eating right, doesn't just suddenly run out and have a bunch of McDonald's hamburgers and shakes. They just don't do that. That's not food to them anymore. So the values to them is I don't see fast food as food. So I don't eat that. And if you fill in, if you're able to fill in most, if not all of the motivation map, you can't fail. There's a zero way you won't have the motivation to be successful. So if you want to build motivation, you need to work on filling in all of the motivation opportunities that are there. And this requires doing so do the things that help you fill in your motivation map and you will be successful. So let's recap this a little bit. So without a solid foundation, you're, what you're, whatever you're building, whatever you're trying to do won't last. So you can try a diet. And this is why most diets fail is not because they are fundamentally broken. It's because we are, we haven't set a good solid foundation to stick with something. We've, we've started something that is unsustainable and we never built a solid foundation for anything. So the changes that we made are always going to fail. 
we're going to lose motivation. So we have no foundation. Okay. Motivation is your foundation. If you want to be successful long-term, you really need to focus on being motivated and having motivation. Now, this isn't just something that shows up. You can't just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to be motivated on Monday morning. Uh, so I'm ready to be motivated. It's just going to happen. I'm thinking good thoughts. I've got a good plan. It's going to happen on Monday. And then Monday rolls around, the alarm goes off, and you hit snooze. Why? Because you didn't do anything to really build motivation. So if you want a good motivation, a good foundation, you got to do a little bit of work and you got you to do it in the right way. So I'm going to work backwards through uh, the motivation map. So we start with intrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation almost always falls back on self-efficacy. So we're going to have that social aspect of who we are. We are someone who does something. That's our values and our habits. Uh, as far as being intrinsic leader motivation, with self-management. We are our own boss. We put forward a directive and we get things done. If something's not working, we work through it and we find the right tactics and strategies to make it work. On the extrinsic side, the external side, which is a little easier, um, this is where we're dealing predominantly with accountability. You heard that word before. But accountability is, can be brought by a lot of different things. Now, I'll start with the social uh, because we can join groups. We can do things that are group related. We can have a series of peers that are trying to do the same thing as us. If you're hanging out with people who don't want to do the same thing as you, you're going to struggle. So finding people that do the things you do, people that you can relate to, that will keep you thinking and keep wanting, making you want to stick with it, that extrinsic social motivation will keep you moving. And then the final one is leader. And this is actually the easiest one. This is where you go hire a personal trainer, you hire a nutritionist, or better yet, you hire someone like me who is a health and fitness coach and has skills in all of those areas to help keep you on track and help you make sure you're doing the right things. So if you don't feel like you have the right foundation right now, you're lacking motivation and willpower, uh, don't worry. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to reach back to me. Work on your motivation map, but look, the easiest way to do it is to hire a coach. Straight up, no doubt. Uh, so if you're looking to hire a coach, I do want you to reach out. Um, I may not be the best coach for you, but I want to make sure you're getting those squares filled. You're filling the extrinsic, you're filling the intrinsic, you're building that out so you have the foundation to make sure what you're doing for your health and fitness is going gonna, is gonna to last. Welcome back, Raz. Hey, Alan. Again, this is a super important part of your Building a Better You series is really building a solid foundation. And the the key that you gave with the extrinsic and intrinsic and leader and, and social um, chart is really a great way to really establish your own foundation, knowing the type of person that you or your clients are. That's really helpful. Yeah. And you can go to 40 plus fitness.com forward slash map. If you want to get that again, it's not a sign up page. I'm not asking you for anything. It's just a way for you to download this, this image. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it does help you kind of look through and, and kind of decide, well, where, where am I with all of this? Mm -hmm. And, um, if you don't have much motivation, if motivation has been a problem for you, then, mm -hmm. then start on that extrinsic side. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the easiest way to get started. It's as simple as hiring a coach, joining a fitness group of some sort or another, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole point being is, yes, you can, you can join a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Cool. Done. You're in. And but that might not what? change anything. Okay. Right. You've got to interact. <laughs> you got to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> the way I like to think about that is this. Okay. And I, and I read, uh, there's a book and they, they were talking about this and they didn't go this direction, but this is of course my, I have my own direction was mm-hmm. they used the words. They talked about intention and information. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so you could have the best of intentions mm-hmm. and you could have all of the information in the world. You know, mm-hmm. Dr. Google will tell you anything you ask it. Sure. And, and now that we have the devices the you know, Alexa, the Google and the Siri, uh, literally all you have to do is ask a question. And most of the time it'll point you to information. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to do something. This mm-hmm. is not about knowing what to do. It's not about wanting to do what you know what to do about doing what you know you want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So take the intention, take the information. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to have the motivation and the easiest way to get the motivation is to start with a coach or start mm-hmm. with a group or both. Yeah. Um, and then once you have that platform and you're doing the thing now, self-management can kick in. Mm-hmm because you see the value and you start doing it and you want to keep doing it. So you make it happen. You become the boss of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then finally, it's like, there's just a point where Mm -hmm. you just are that person. So it's, it's your identity. It's how you value yourself. And so it's, um, you know, moms do mom stuff. They feed Mm -hmm. their children, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they feed and clothe their children. They don't, they Mm -hmm. don't forget they don't no. decide that, okay, well, you know, it's, it's a Tuesday and I just really, I just really don't feel like feeding my children today. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're a mom, you feed your children, you, um, do. you know? And so that's the whole point is uh, motivation comes from those different things. And you felt it, you felt it in different areas of your life where you just did something, whether you wanted to or not, mm-hmm. because you told yourself you would self-management yeah. or you did something you wanted to do or not do. Because mm-hmm. it was a part of your values of who you were as a person. It was who you were, your identity. So mm-hmm. you want to be in the intrinsic as much as possible. But for mm-hmm. most of us in the health and fitness space, where we are today in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, we're just not there right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to get there. The way you get there, doing. So right. hire a coach, join a group, mm-hmm. get started, get moving. The The rest of it will come because you'll be, I, I want to be there for the group. I set my alarm. I'm there. I put it right. on my calendar. I'm there. Self-management. And then over time, it's like, okay, I, I don't know what spin class people call themselves, but you know that you go to the spin class. That's where your friends are. That's where the coach is. And it's like, okay, I'm doing a spin class. This is what I do. My mm-hmm. Monday mornings or Tuesday mornings are spin class. And you just show up. You don't, it's like automatic. You don't, you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, you roll out of bed, you put on the types of clothes that you need for that spin class and you're out the door. Absolutely. Um, it's, it, you don't even, there's not a second thought that you would do something different that morning <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you would forget your spend class. And, and if the class should change dates or times or whatever, you can eventually feel the need to go on your own. You can participate with the class or go to the gym and spend on your own. You know, Alan, I've, I've seen this a few times in my run clubs. I've had a couple of people and this year in particular, I had a a wonderful young girl come to our run club and she did not identify as a runner. She's like, I'm here. I want to run. I want to do these things. I've got a race this year. So she's coming to our run clubs each week. And, um, 
was earlier, I think in the summer, she mentioned to me that this was her one year run club anniversary. She had been participating with our run club for a full year and she finally identified as a runner and she did a lot of amazing races between um, then and, and that one year anniversary. But, you know, it just takes time and having the run club was inspiration enough. And right. the people in our club helped her to learn new things and to navigate the various things that she needed to learn on a run, similar to what a coach does. You know, you and I have gone through the same thing with our clients. I've had a couple of clients who one of them mentioned to me, she's like, I know what I need to do to run and do well at this race, but I need the accountability. And, and I was happy to help provide that for her. Yeah. And that's where the intrinsic aspect, extrinsic portion of this comes from. It's, it's based it's, on it's the great accountability, mm-hmm. you know, it's the accountability and, and yes, having people there that mm-hmm. know what's going on. So they, they help you from some of the mishaps, which mm-hmm. helps keep you it in happens. the game. Yep. And then, you know, so, you know, okay, yeah, this is, this is why Vaseline will become a part of your life. And <laughs> this is my certain yep. socks, certain mm-hmm. socks are better than other socks. And yep. yes, this can be the most, the cheapest, this can be the cheapest way to exercise, or it can be the most expensive. You decide, <laughs> but, yep, but then it's, sure. then it has to get to the self-efficacy because again, mm-hmm. And you've done this, you, you mm-hmm. moved from Florida to Michigan and mm-hmm. there wasn't a, you know, you've moved to a place where there wasn't a ready run club. There wasn't a mm-hmm. run club. So you went from Pea Ridge to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you're yep. like, okay, well, what do we do? You know, well, mm-hmm. I can still run, but I really do enjoy the accountability the and the social mm-hmm. of a club. So let's start a new one. And Absolutely. it blew up just like the last one. And now, mm-hmm. you know, you've got runners all over the country that, that know you and Mike and mm-hmm. know that you're rooting for them every single race they do. That's exactly it. Yep. Always rooting. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's a great thing. So again, if you're not where you want to be in the motivation map, just realize that it starts from doing mm-hmm. easiest way to get this done is start with coaching yes. and then find the groups that will support you. So you'll mm-hmm. do the thing. Once you're doing the thing, then focus on how you view it and make it a part of you, make it something yes. that you manage and say, ah, this is, this is on my calendar. This is my thing. This is where I'm, here's my race that I'm going to do. Here's this thing. I'm going to do everything you need to stay in it is self-managed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then eventually, yes, I am a runner. I am a mother. I am a mm-hmm. grandmother. You know, I talk about, well, I talk about fit mm-hmm. for task and you can just think about it. I mean, yeah. if you can't pick up your grandchild for fear mm-hmm. that you're going to hurt yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, I don't want to be that grandparent. Right. Absolutely. I don't want to be the spectator in my grandchildren's lives. I want to be a participant. And so if I'm going to identify as that grandfather, I start doing the work. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't feel like I can do it on my own, cause I don't quite identify as that grandfather yet. Then I mm-hmm. hire a coach. Perfect. You know, and that's, uh, that's uh, for some of the stuff I've done, I do. And I almost always have a coach of some sort or another. It's like, mm-hmm. what do I want to really focus on this year, that year? And it, it comes down to, yeah, I want to have a coach to do this and do this better. So, mm-hmm. you know, find a coach, find a group. Once you get going then start mm-hmm. working on those uh, self-efficacy intrinsic yeah. things. Um, and then you'll have a solid foundation to do anything that you want to do. For your health mm-hmm. and fitness. That's about perfect. All right. Well, Rich, I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Ellen. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we have the sixth and final part of this six-episode series on building the best you. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.